This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It's time for Joyce's Thought of the Day on News Talk 850 WFTL. Saturday's rally in Washington makes it beyond obvious. The left won't accept anything less than the total U.S. abandonment of Israel, the chance of Alu Akbar and F. Joe Biden as the protesters smeared red on the White House gates made that perfectly plain and clear. President Biden is trying to paper over that fundamental divide in his coalition by talking up the idea of pauses in Israel's drive to eliminate Hamas. But Hamas has made it plain that it won't accept any efforts to reduce Gazan suffering. On Friday, its fighters purportedly mowed down Palestinians trying to flee south. On Saturday, it attacked IDF forces seeking to open a route for Gazans to escape. And it's still blindly firing rockets and missiles into Israel, continuing to target civilians. Israel, meanwhile, has said it won't even think about any pause unless Hamas hands over the hostages it seized during the October 7th terror attacks. That's something the group's leaders, safely ensconced in Qatar, could order any time. Instead, they offer vows to keep on with future terror raids until Israel is destroyed. And Representative Rashida Tlaib knows that full well, even as she pretends it's an aspirational call for freedom and human rights and peaceful coexistence. Democrats from Biden on down are only beginning to realize how deeply the apologists for terror have penetrated their party. There in New York, it turns out that sponsors of the pro-Palestine, that is, Death to Israel rallies, received at least $9 million in taxpayer funds in recent years, thanks to city council members like Justice Brennan and ex-mayor Bill de Blasio. Former President Barack Obama, meanwhile, reminds America nobody's hands are clean when it comes to this conflict. Right. His own administration's response to Hamas's seizure of power in Gaza was to make sure it could negotiate with the leaders sworn to Israel's destruction by helping set up the Hamas headquarters in Qatar. Obama, Talib, Senator Bernie Sanders, and everyone now calling for a ceasefire keep skipping over the fact that a ceasefire was already in effect as recently as October 6th. Israel had resigned itself to Hamas's rule in Gaza. Jerusalem knew that digging out the terrorists, dug in as they are amidst Gaza's schools, hospitals, etc., would mean the death of many civilians. So it held off, thinking it had found a way to keep its own citizens safe. Hamas proved otherwise, breaking the ceasefire in the most horrific possible way, mass rape and murder of civilians. That left Israel no choice but to respond as the laws of war allow, urging civilians to get out of the way as long as it takes to eliminate Hamas and free Gaza. Get Joyce's Thought of the Day anytime. Subscribe to her podcast right now on the all-new 850 app and at 850WFTL.com.